Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, I'm Ruthie Kraft. I'm here to talk about my new song, Love Me or Leave Me, and I am stoked to be on air with Ruben J again. Hey, hey, you're on air with Ruben J. It's Ruben J here in the studio. Another great, wonderful, beautiful week that we are having out here in Southern California. It's been a rainy, rainy week. Hopefully it's uh, been dry and warm wherever you are. Um, You know, I'm excited for this week's episode. We're going to jump into why I'm excited here in just a second. But before we do, I want to remind you that you can get this episode and all my episodes and editorials early and ad-free by subscribing to dollarinthejar.com. For $3 a month, yes, $3, that's less than one cup of coffee a month, and it's less than one gallon of gas a month. I don't care where you live. I I used to say, hey, if you live in LA, this is cheaper than a gallon of gas, but now if you live anywhere in the United States, it's cheaper than a gallon of gas. $3 a month, dollarinthejar.com. You'll get early and ad-free access to every piece of content that I make. Um, and I just, I really, you know, we could use the, the, the support over here. We can use the help. And I know we won't disappoint once we start building out this infrastructure over here. But if you maybe don't have any extra income and $3 a month does kind of bite into your day-to-day budgets, uh, but you're, you shop on Amazon like everyone else, head over to multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon and click on the Amazon banner before doing your shopping. You click on that banner, it'll take you to Amazon, and then you just do your shopping like you normally would. Buy the milk that you're going to buy, buy the TV you're planning on buying, the clothes, whatever it is that you're buying on Amazon, go to multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon, click on the banner on that page, and start your shopping. Doing that will actually help the podcast out more than you think. Uh, We get a percentage of what you spend and it helps us out a lot. And obviously, if you can't do either of those things, just listen to this podcast uh, and share it with a friend because that's another way to help the podcast out. And listen, I know you're probably listening on your phone. Uh, Open up your Instagram app. Follow me on Instagram at the Ruben J and follow the podcast at on air with Ruben J on Instagram. I'm at on air uh, at the Ruben J on everything uh, for the most part so go and follow me on all social media that i might have i don't know which ones i don't have if there's a a media that i'm not on that you're on let me know i I know i still have a facebook or or myspace somewhere out there all right we're gonna jump into this week's episode here in just one second you've tuned in to on air with ruben j your home for entertainment news and deep dive conversation here's your host ruben j Ruthie Kraft is a Seattle-born, Austin-based singer-songwriter. She describes herself as a blue soul with a bright yellow personality and purple hair to boot. She captures audiences with her soulful, emotive voice, honest and clever lyrics, and energetic onstage persona. Her vocal style has been compared to the likes of Adele, Aretha Franklin, and Amy Winehouse, with a songwriting style drawn from her greatest inspirations like Jason Raz, Tori Kelly, and Dua Lipa. She's been seen on American Idol. She's shared a stage with Keith Urban and Sir Mix-a-Lot. And of course, she's been on my podcast before. I'm excited to talk to Ruthie as she prepares to launch her new song, Love Me or Leave Me, this Friday. Let's jump into it. 
This is my conversation with Ruthie Kraft. Ruthie Kraft, how's it going? Great. It's going good. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going great. It's going really great. Do you need a hug? No, I'm doing great. It's just setting this podcast up was, uh, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not an audio expert here. So this was, it's good. Rough start. We're here though. We made it. Listen, We're good. listen, you're the talent. You're used to showing up. <laughs> you're used to just having things ready for you. It's okay. Um, today was a bit of a challenge. You'll get through it. Everything will be fine. I promise. All right. As long as as long as it sounds good, it's, it sounds good. You look good. The hair looks great. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the guitar in the background's a nice touch. Thank so, you. I want people to know that I'm a musician. So, uh, so we're here to talk about your your craft. <laughs> uh, uh, nice. So you came up with some better jokes since the last time we spoke. Not not really. <laughs> that one was actually really cheesy. Like craft cheesy. Don't. <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> nope. uh, Ruthie Craft. Uh, you know, she's she's been a friend of mine for a couple of years now. And I use the word friend loosely because I think she can't stand me very much. Um, but uh, she, she's a great musician. She was on American Idol for, for a minute. Um, and she's released some music over the last couple of years. Well, you released a song last time we chatted. It was a really cool, really good song I enjoyed. And you're releasing a new one uh, this Friday. Uh, as of release date, but next Friday as a recording date, because I want people to know that I'm honest with them and that we're recording this <laughs> a week in advance. Um, but this Friday, the new song Love Me or Leave Me comes out. We'll be talking about that in just a second. But I, I need to know all about Austin because you went from the most depressing state in the entire United States uh, to Austin, Texas, and um, I take full credit for it. So how's Austin treating you? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Austin has been absolutely amazing uh it it kind of feels like the promised land like after spending 25 years in washington look i'm not trying to let me just put an asterisk here like people who live in washington stuff it's such a gorgeous beautiful state um so i'm not trying to bash it for me personally and the way that my brain is wired the rain in the clouds was really hard for me mm-hmm. um and that was really the the main kind of thing um and so i uh, moved down to Texas and immediately like felt a mood boost. My productivity boosted too, just cause it was like sunny and warm. And I just felt like I was around, um, a lot of people that, um, understood me, I guess. And like shared a lot of the same, um, dreams and passions and goals and beliefs. And I came down here and like, just landed in this amazing pool of just phenomenal world-class musicians. And they also happen to be like the coolest, most fun, chill people I've ever met. Um, And like, I'm best friends with my band. I just like found this band and uh, we're best buds and we love creating together and playing shows together. And yeah, it's, it's been really awesome. Inspiration is everywhere. So, yeah, I feel like if you if you go from a, a place and again, no offense to the state of Washington, um, you know, but when you go from a place like Washington, which really isn't known for, you know, great musicians or great, you know, great music scene, uh, you know, to Not a place like days. what happened? Not these days so much anymore. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, specifically when you think of like hubs of, of talented, you know, 
artistic people, you think, you know, Los Angeles, you think Nashville, you think uh, Austin, you know, you might even think San Francisco a little bit. You know, you don't really think Washington, anything about Washington to be a place that's a hub of, of entertainment. So when you go from, from that to literally a place where, you know, I have a couple of friends who live out in Austin now, and there there's always something to do. There's, you know, it's like the city does not sleep um you know it's it's no wonder that you you know i've seen some of the stuff you've posted some of the videos you posted with your band and just it seems like a whole different you um and so i guess with that you know i want to know has that helped you know help you challenge your your creativity and your songwriting styles um you know because the song we're about to talk about is is really fantastic yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Um, I do feel like a different me here. And at the same time, maybe the truest version of myself. Um, I've just, like I said, I, I just, um, when you're, when you're surrounded by people, by like-minded people who are as passionate about music as you are, it really makes all the difference in the world like every single difference. So yeah, that, um, has been amazing. And as far as challenging my way of songwriting and my creative process, it's absolutely done that too, because like, there's a lot of, um, the style of music down here is very different. So there's a lot of blues, um, like Texas blues, not the normal kind of blues. I found out that there's a difference apparently. Um, there's a lot of like blues, rock, a um, little bit of country, that kind of stuff. And that's already kind of seeping into my vocal stylings and stuff. I've definitely, um, I've put on more like of a grittier, I feel like tone to my voice a lot of times just from going out to these open mics and um, these open jams uh, and like jamming these blues songs and stuff like that. So it's been really fun to explore that side of my voice. And I mean, cause like blues is something that I grew up with uh, because my dad listened to it all the time. So coming to Austin and kind of like hearing those songs again and learning all these new songs has been really cool. It's like new and nostalgic at the same time. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been really good for me. It's, brought me outside of my bubble a little bit. And I like to think that I came to Austin and kind of brought something into this little pool here that wasn't necessarily here yet. Um, There aren't a lot of just like straight pop artists down here trying to make it in the industry. Um, And uh, I think that that gave me somewhat of an advantage as far as like standing out a little bit. And so far people have been really receptive and really cool about it. And I've been able to play at venues here that I thought would never let me play there because they were just blues venues, but they liked what we were doing and they liked the sound. So I forgot what the original question was. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. No, so I'm sorry. No, no worries. No, I was, you know, I was talking about like, you know, the chat, like being challenged creatively, which in a good way, not like in a in a bad. Like, I, I think a lot of times when people hear just the word challenge in general, they think it's oh, it's a negative. You know, being challenged is negative. No, no, no. When you're in a creative setting, you know, and you're working with somebody who is has a different style than you, you know, they can either, you know, they can raise your game a lot and help help you help contribute to a project differently so i guess that's what i was i was fishing yeah. for was to you know see if maybe you know um being in a more bluesy rock environment has helped you take on a, a different view on how you approach your own personal songwriting um mm-hmm. you know because you know when we talked last you were promoting heartbeat i believe um and now you know the new song's coming out friday uh you know it's still it's still very poppy but i can hear the difference in your voice a little bit where it sounds like you know you've evolved vocally at the very least even if the base of the the core of the music has stayed somewhat the same yeah no that's absolutely true and i would say since that song was recorded i've i've definitely evolved even more than that and taken on more of a rock voice it's it's funny that you mentioned that because i can thank my guitar player for that he's taken some of my songs and he was just like what if we did this and he he just does this stuff with the guitar and puts this distortion on it it just makes it sound so cool and i was like i didn't know i wanted this to be a rock song but i guess i do now so we're up there like not just singing straight pop we're doing like soul and rock and stuff like that and that's been awesome and i for sure credit moving to austin for that but as far as love me or leave me goes to be honest we started recording that a long time ago um and my voice had evolved since I had recorded Heartbeat, for sure, just as far as life experiences go and things like that, like the way that life treats you. it I feel like everything sticks to the insides of my vocal cords, like every memory, every heartache, everything that I've ever been through sits inside of my throat, and that's what comes out when I make music. Um, and so what you're hearing in those vocals are reflective of the thing that I was going through at the time, which was I was in a relationship that was tearing me up inside because I could not figure out if I wanted to stay or go. And I, I felt like I was wasting his time and I felt like maybe he was wasting mine and I didn't want to break his heart, but I also, I wanted to do the right thing. So I wrote that in the midst of that relationship. It was still several months later that I actually could pull the plug on it. But as far as the vocals go and love me or leave me, I'd say that's probably what you're picking up on is the, the stress of being in that relationship at the time. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, stylistically too, you know, the, the song structure is a lot different than, than heartbeat. Like heartbeat sounded like it was like a, a, I forgot the words that I used at the time, but it, it, you know, it sounded a lot more like you were telling a story Mm -hmm. and 
I don't I haven't listened to Heartbeat in a while, um, so I don't know the exact structure. But I, I believe it. Like I felt like it was like a start to an end of a story, as opposed to, you know, mo- songs kind of like loop back and forth and do choruses and all this other stuff. I don't remember that being in Heartbeat, but again, that was two years ago, so I don't remember it off the top of my hand, off the top of my head. But this song struck me differently because it felt like a more traditionally built song with evolved vocals a great story still like i've always loved your storytelling in your in your songs um and so with that i need to know who the song's about you need to tell me right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah everybody's name is i'm just kidding (laughs) no nice try (laughs) you know i wouldn't be doing my job if i didn't ask um it was a good effort yeah, hey, you know what? I, I, I slid it in there uh, in the best way possible, and, and you, you did not fall for it. So um, now I've, I, I'm, I'm always curious with artists, in particular when they, you know, they're living in an environment where their style isn't the dominant style. You know, do you double, like, are you planning on doubling down and be, being that pop star and, you know, that pop artist in Austin? Or are you open to, like, maybe releasing? A rock record at some point because i think I, th- I told you this back back in the day too like, i think your voice would go really well on a good on a well-written rock track mm-hmm. i definitely want to still be pop soul pop um that's what i'm going for right now that's how i want to introduce myself to the world that being said i have loved watching bigger artists over the years do their thing and they'll come into the scene being one thing, you know, usually a big pop star. And then years later, they'll do whatever they want. Like, you know, Lady Gaga, for instance, she did this jazz album and that was amazing. And, and everybody loved it, but she was still being true to herself, you know, or like John Mayer kind of doing whatever the heck he wants these days. Like he released a country album and then he released this, this sob rock, like eighties kind of synth stuff. And like, if you look back to like gravity and daughters, you're like, what are you doing, John? But he's just, he's just having fun and he's just creating. And I love that. That's so inspiring to me because I never want to be the artist that like puts themselves inside of a box and says, no, I'm only going to do this kind of music because then I'm going to stop creating. I'm going to stop and I'm going to stop finding inspiration and it's not going to be fun for me anymore. And the audience, the audience can smell that. They can sense when you're not really into what you're doing. So, yeah, I want to be that pop artist in Austin, I guess, is the short answer. Um, That being said, I actually have uh, worked on a demo or two with my band here uh, for some songs that are like pretty rock driven. So that could definitely be in the future. I don't know when those things will be released right now. I'm releasing the pop stuff and we'll kind of see how it goes from there. So can you send me those demos? <laughs> uh, Maybe, you know, I'm a trustworthy guy. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leak your, your demos and, you know, ruin any potential there, but I, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that, you know, to, to see where you go because yeah i think it's incredible to see someone you know again kelly clarkson i think is a good example too where she you know did pop for so long and then all of a Mm -hmm. sudden she started popping up on country tracks and you know and on her tv show she literally does whatever the heck she wants because Mm -hmm. she's kelly clarkson and she can do it you know and i feel a lot of it too is you know once you've kind of made your money and you know built your fan base at that point you can start you know experimenting with whatever you want you know your fans are going to buy it no matter what um, 
so, you know, for you, you know, I'm just curious, uh, you know, going into this next cycle with love me or leave me, you know, do you have a couple other songs in the, in the pipe pipeline that you're, you're looking to release, you know, what's your, what's your release strategy? Cause I, I think it's interesting to see how different artists take on the new world of streaming and whether or not they drop albums versus singles or, you know, if they're, you know, I have a friend that's dropping, you know, putting out a new song every two or three weeks, you know, and uh, other people wait three or four months. So I'm curious, I'm curious to hear what your take is on that. Mm-hmm. You know, truthfully, Ruben, I'm just trying to figure it all out. <laughs> and I have gone back and forth on strategies a lot. I've talked to so many different people, done so much research, but at the end of the day, I'm an independent artist and I'm doing everything on my own yeah. <laughs> and um, just trying to learn as much as I can along the way. That being said, I do have other songs in the pipeline. I didn't actually want to release Love Me or Leave Me. I was going to wait on it for a little bit um, until I had another song to follow it up. And I do have another song complete, ready to follow it up with. But I think you guys are really going to like it. I'm really excited about that one, too. Um, So, yeah, I'm constantly making new music. I have a producer that I'm working with in Nashville, um, and he's super amazing. And I love creating with him. Um, so I don't see an end in sight to, you know, singles coming out for now, eventually later on down the road, my goal would be, you know, release some singles and then drop an album. But you know, that's a big undertaking. It's a big financial undertaking. And again, I'm, I'm all funded by myself and by my day job. So, um, I have to kind of pace myself for those kinds of things, but uh, yeah, I got a lot of music coming. It's not just this one. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I literally cannot wait. And obviously, you know me, I'm always, you know, ready and willing to promote uh, whatever comes out down the, uh, down the pipeline there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, you know, let's, let's talk about performance wise, because I, you know, again, listening to, you know, you sent me the track ahead of time. Um, and again, it comes out this Friday, go pre-save it right now, everybody go and pre-save it. It helps. Uh, I believe it helps some sort of algorithm or something on Spotify. If you pre-save it or something, mm-hmm. or, I don't know. I don't understand Spotify, but, um, you know, I, I'm curious <laughs> to see how you, how you perform this song. Cause again, it's very poppy. Um, are you plan, are you planning on playing this one live? Yeah, we already play it live all the time. Um, And it's super fun. I really enjoy it. We actually do have one or two live versions um, ready to go. So after I release this song, uh, be on the lookout for those. If you guys kind of want to see a sneak peek of how we do it live, we have a little living room recording of us um, playing the song, uh, kind of a stripped down acoustic version of it. So yeah, it's it's super fun. My band does such a great job on it. They've put their own little spice on it as well. Um, yeah. So 
what do people what can people expect out of out of you you know performing wise because i've never i've never seen you perform live you know believe it or not we've been friends for all these years and i've never seen you perform live uh mm. what what do you bring to the, to the stage what, what what can people expect from a ruthie craft set um a lot of awkward silences um it's <laughs> the main thing i'm so bad at like and most singers will tell you this they'll be like i just want to sing and yeah. it's super hard to do the whole talking in between songs thing but i'm just trying to, i just try to be myself up there as much as possible so i'll crack jokes and make faces and like sometimes it just doesn't land you know sometimes it's just not the crowd for that but i'm like i gave it my best shot so um as far as performing though goes super energetic uh especially when i'm up there with my band like i said they're my best friends so when you're up there just like jamming with your best friends you can't help but just be elated and energized and especially my my bass player gerard shout out gerard anthony he is just this ball of energy and fire and it's amazing he's he's just jumping around and having so much fun and that makes me and and my guitar player logan want to jump around more and have fun and it's just we have so much fun up there and i i you know i would be surprised if anybody in the audience was bored with our performance <laughs> um and yeah i mean that's just my main goal like again one of the biggest reasons i moved down to texas was because in Washington, I wasn't able to perform anymore because of the lockdowns. And so being in Texas, like I just had all this pent up energy from, you know, the months and months and months of lockdowns that now when I get on stage, it feels like every time I'm on stage, it's my first and my last performance. I just want to give it my all and do my very best and have so much fun with it because I know what it's like to be in the audience. And I know that if the person on stage is having a killer time, I'm going to have a killer time. My friends are going to have a killer time. Everybody's going to have a killer time and the end. So yeah. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause I, you know, I just, I went to a concert this last week or a week ago now, you know, and it was interesting to see the differences in performance styles and what got people hyped up. You know, everyone reacted to different parts of the show differently, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, I was there for, you know, mainly the, the singers, you know, like I didn't really care so much about the backup band. I just want to hear someone perform a really good song, but one of the bass players for one of the artists, the dude was jumping all over the place, was sweating like crazy. And just like, <laughs> it brought the energy level for me, like way up, you know, mm -hmm. while the, the singer of the band was kind of more chill. Well, it's, you know, and it was hard rock, you know, but he was still kind of chill about it. And like, he was just like, he put his foot on the, um, on the monitor in front of him a lot and just kind of was like, he was playing his guitar and singing. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. you're so chill. And your bass player over here looks like he just like, Finished doing a line of coke. <laughs> Good bass players, man. I know. Jeez, but, the, but at the same time, you know, he didn't he didn't take away from the singer. You know, I remember uh, yeah. one of the last concerts I went to before COVID hit. Um, the opening act's bass player, you know, was kind of the same way, except he kept falling every two minutes. You know, and at some point, it kind of took the vibe completely away from the show, and people were just like, "Dude, are you okay?" Like, oh my god, we were concerned. Like, 
whatever you drank before the show is not doing you any favors, bro. Like, yeah, that was, that was a substance for sure. It ha- had to have been because if it was like a slippery stage or something it would have been one thing, but it would have happened to other people. <laughs> it just happened to him, you know? So there's, there's a balance though of like being a showman and being a klutz. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Which is why I don't try to, I don't try to dance too much. I'm like, I'll do a little, I'll do a little, this kind of stuff and I'll move the hips a little bit, but anything past that, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not trying to be a hero in my stilettos, so, do you, so do, I just but, don't. That's going to end badly. But are you are you a dancer outside of like off stage? Like, do you, <laughs> do you like to dance or? <laughs> no, <laughs> I really wish I was. I've I. I do a lot of like living room dancing, you know, especially during the pandemic. I yeah. did a lot of that. It really, it just truly saved my life. It was very good for my mental health. Um, with shades closed, obviously. Uh, not great. Not great at dancing. I want to get better at that. I, I honestly, though, if you, I don't know, if you ask my band, like, I don't think they would say I'm a bad dancer. I'm just not like, I'm not up there like, be doing Beyonce. I'm just like, you know, I can, I can step and I can look, I'm a woman. And I have big hips. It's not that hard to like make it look like I can dance. So I fake it pretty okay, I think. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think. First of all, I don't think the stages in Austin are big enough for you to be pulling a Beyonce style dance set anyway. Um, but <laughs> not like, really. you know, it's it's funny because there, there was a while, you know, not that this is about me, but I remember like in high school, I was like, oh, I, sh- I want to start a band, and I, you know, I want to be like, you know, the front man of it, and then I was like. I can't dance and I can't sing, so I shouldn't do any of that shit, um, you know? And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, go up there and play the same four chords and be like, just stand there with my guitar? Like, wh- what am I, like a worship leader? Like, no. <laughs> it works for some people. It does. It works for some people. It does. But, but you got to, I'm learning that, that like, you have to be more than just a good singer. Yeah. I've, I used to be like, such a poop about that man i was just like well if you're just a good singer and if you're just talented and if you have good songs then it'll be fine and you don't need to do all that showmanship and people who are doing that are just compensating for their bad music and blah 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 and then i realized like oh nope the world is full of incredible musicians me not being at the top of that and so if i want to stand out and also just like have fun and have my audience have fun would it kill me to shake my hips a little, like just a little bit, just have fun, just step around a little bit, you know? So I, I learned that on American Idol, especially I was like, there's 140 incredible musicians here, incredible singers. And I'm just like standing there. There's no way I'm going to stand out in all these. There's some people like pulling all these like freaking break dancing on stage and stuff. And I was just like, I didn't know we were supposed to do that. <laughs> like, I didn't know about that. Like, I didn't know this was so you think you dance meets American Idol. <laughs> but uh, as a performer, it's in the word. You're a performer. You're yeah. not just a singer, you know? So I'm trying to get better at that. Yeah, you know, that's that's the, the thing with, you know, I, I think anybody can hold a tune for the most part, you know? Um, and with the right producer, you can sound decent on a track. And, yeah. you know, you can probably perform it pretty decently. But what's going to make you again stand out but then i i put myself in like i I think myself from like 10 years ago where i would go to concerts and i would stand there with my drink like this and just listen to them play their songs and realize i wasn't really having all that much fun you Mm -hmm. know and then now you should have seen me at the show last week i was i was one of the only people who were jump who was jumping around and like rocking out and (laughs) i walked out with doing this because my back was hurting so bad but like i knew i had the most amount of fun out of everyone that was there you know and i'm sure it's tenfold for people on stage um Mm -hmm. 
so love me or leave me it comes out friday um any anywhere you listen to music obviously um what are you hoping like i, I you know i think that obviously there's a message there and there's uh, a story there uh what are you hoping people might get out of your out of your song you know it's it's and again an incredible song it's one of my favorite you've done uh what are you hoping people get out of this other than just a good song yeah it's it's so much more than just a good song um because i truthfully did write it in the midst of a very stressful situation for myself so for me personally um it allowed me this outlet to help sort through my feelings and my thoughts by putting them in song form and as a listener of music as well as a creator of music um there have been so many times where I've heard a song and I'm just like, Oh damn. Like I'm not the only one. She gets it. Like to me, that person is Adele. She's the one who like really made me fall in love with singing and taught me the power of storytelling and music. And when I hear her songs, I'm just like, Oh man, I feel so understood. (laughs) And, but at the same time, like, Oh, this is also a great song. You know, mm-hmm. so I wanted to kind of create a song that was really fun to listen to. And on the surface level, it's just like a super fun pop song that you can kind of dance to. But if you look a little bit deeper, it's something that unfortunately I think a lot of people can relate to. I think a lot of people stay in relationships that they know they shouldn't be in. And they do this push pull tug thing for months or even years because they're afraid of hurting that person's feelings or they're afraid of being alone. Maybe they're codependent. Like I've totally been guilty of that. Um, or, you know, a number of reasons and they just stay in these relationships and it slowly erodes their heart and their soul. And I would just want this song to be an anthem for people who are maybe stuck in that or who have been stuck in that place in the past I just want them to know like, Hey, you're not the only one. I figured it out. Eventually I did the right thing and I stood up for myself and for what I wanted. And, um, yeah, I just want people to, to know that they're understood. So let me, let me ask you this because I feel like I agree with you hundred percent. I feel like people sometimes tend to stay in relationships that they know they're not supposed to be in. Um, why do we care so much about hurting or not hurting somebody else when at the end of the day, you know, our priority should be our own well-being? you know, like Mm -hmm. Ruben J should care about Ruben J's mental health over hurting X, Y, and Z person's feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, Ruthie Kraft should think about Ruthie Kraft's mental health and well-being over her partners when it's clearly not working out. Why, Why do you think we do that? That's a really good question. It's something I've asked myself uh, my whole adult life <laughs> um, because I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty in staying in relationships that I was not supposed to be in. Um, and I think there could be a number of reasons. I guess I can't speak for anybody else. For me, I'll just speak for myself here. Um, there sometimes is a level of, of manipulation and... Um, guilt to a relationship where you feel like you you can't leave in a way. Um, And sometimes you feel like 
you question yourself, like maybe I'm just being selfish. Um, it would be really selfish for me to leave this person and to care about myself. And um, I don't know, it's hard because it's like relationships aren't easy and you want to, it's super hard to be true to yourself and stand up for yourself and also um, love somebody unconditionally. It's possible, but it, it's very difficult. And sometimes, unfortunately, there are people out there who take advantage of that love. And most of the time we don't see it up front. It mm-hmm. takes months or years of slowly eroding away at your mental health and then you wake up one day and you realize like, what is happening? What has happened? Where has my heart gone? Why did I let this person take it? How do I get it back? Is it too late to get it back? Um, and then you find out that it's not too late and you start from the beginning and you begin to rebuild and you patch your heart up and then you give it away again and you try it all over again with a new person because you think surely this person won't hurt me they seem different and they seem better. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you hurt yourself. You know, it's like not always that other person's fault. Sometimes it just doesn't work out and you break your heart again and then you got to do it all over again. And it's just like, that's life and that's love. And it's beautiful and tragic and brutal. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, it's, it's making for some great songwriting material personally. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. I I I think you know songwriters, you know, they have like an advantage when it comes to like relationships and things that go wrong in their life because at least <laughs> at least they can monetize it a little bit it's easier. True. It's so true. <laughs> like like I think people who who have like relationship podcasts or like you know are musicians or something mm-hmm. like when something goes wrong in your relationship you can monetize it you can release a song you can release an episode you can do a video whatever you, you know the rest of us peons who like don't have any real like way to monetize that we just suffer <laughs> you know? yeah, like what do I do with this <laughs> you're like okay I have trauma now what do I do with this you know and y'all y'all songwriters and singers you know that's therapy for you guys you know you guys can get this out therapeutically we have to go pay somebody to like deal with this you know like we have no outlets i need help (laughs) that's true though like honestly that's absolutely true like i i am so thankful for the people who have broken my heart because like I have all this material now it's endless. It's endless. I could never get my heart broken again from this day uh, forward. And I would still have enough material for another lifetime. It's great. You know, it's, it's, that's funny because like when, when Adele got divorced a couple of years ago, mm. everyone was like, yes, we finally get another Adele album. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, y'all are savage, you know, cause it's, it's and- true. It's totally 30 true. is a good album. Yeah. 30 is a really good album. Yeah, there's, I, and I, haven't even, I even haven't listened to it all. I've listened to like three songs off it's of it. It's deep, man. It's deep. You know, you know who, who else released a really weirdly deep record? Was mm. uh, Daughtry. There's a couple. Really? Of, yeah. Daughtry. It's, haven't thought about him in a while. Okay. So here, so that's the show I went to. Uh, he was in LA. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, oh, my uh, God. And I didn't go because of Daughtry. I went because of, of Tremonti, the opening band. Um, and I stuck around for Daughtry, but we ran into him in the, uh, in the parking lot on the way into the show. 
And I'm like, hey, it's Chris Daughtry. And he just goes, yep. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But um, it was funny. We were talking about that. And then he comes out and he goes, you know, I used to be somebody. <laughs> and we were all like, what? yeah, I'm like, bro, you like you, you, you rented out like a 1500 or 2000 person venue and barely, barely sold it out, you know? Um, anyway, he, he released a really good record and there's a couple songs on there where you can kind of feel his pain of whatever he was dealing with throughout that, mm. that whole, the whole transition. And, and he, you know what? And he's monetized, uh, the people's frustrations on the, the, the pandemic, you know, multiple times throughout the show, he, you know, referenced, you know, Hey, you know, we're getting, we're close to the end. We're in this together. Let's keep going. You know, if you need help, mm -hmm. you know, and it was a good show. Anyway, the reason why I bring that up is because, um, you know, I, I just really, I think it's interesting to see how artists take their life and turn it into art for other people to consume and other people to hopefully relate to and, hopefully can use it as their therapy as well as, as listening to it. So with that, who are you listening to these days? What, what's on your, in your Spotify queue? Mm, ooh, good question. I've been really getting back into mute math. Oh, I've heard um, of them. Yeah. They're so good. Just their musicianship is off the wall. Um, that's something that I've been getting into more. Like I'm trying to listen to more bands and artists that, have a very, very high caliber of instrumentation and musicianship because here in Austin, like y you can't really get away with being an okay musician because there's too many good musicians around. Like you're just going to get drowned out. So I'm trying to, um, trying to fill my ears with people who are just like top notch quality. So mute math for me is like just an incredible band. And, um, the guy's voice is just so emotive. He's, he's so good. I don't remember the lead singer's name, but he's so good at telling stories um, and just making you feel all, all sorts of ways. So they're, they've been a big inspiration to me lately. Um, and again, Adele, her new album. Um, at, when I first listened to it, like all the way through, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Like it's kind of boring. And then I listened to it again and then I listened to it again. And then I kept listening to these songs and I was just like, oh, wow, I get it now. Like, this is her heart on the table, still bleeding and beating. And, and you can hear every beat of it. So her new album is a really inspiring one for me as far as just remembering to leave my heart on the table and leave it in the studio, you know, when I'm recording. Um, and, oh, dude, I've been so into Dua Lipa as far as the production style that I'm taking, the direction that I'm going, and you'll see with maybe some other songs that I have coming up, Dua Lipa has been, um, a big inspiration for me, just super fun, dancey, kind of disco-y vibes. Um, and she just like exudes this confidence and oh, yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's just super, super cool. And then Remy Wolf is another one. I haven't heard of her. Oh, my gosh. She's just somebody who just, like, is super weird, totally herself, and I absolutely love it. She's just unapologetically herself. Her lyrics are, like, really off the wall. She's got an incredible voice, can, like, really wail. Um, but if you look at her, you're like, you, would just, you wouldn't put the voice to the face, really. 
Um, but she's just incredible and her productions are amazing. And like Remy Wolf is like up here as far as my inspirations go these days. I'm, I'm looking her up right now uh, on, <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. She, it's interesting, right? Yeah. And, and, but her, her, uh, her Instagram bio, uh, says Remy Wolf is sprayed micro, uh, sorry, spayed, microchipped, flea treated, dewormed, and is current, <laughs> current on vaccines. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> okay, she's she's going. That's so glush. She's committed to the bit. I mean, her album is called "I'm Allergic to Dogs!" Exclamation point. I don't know why. She's excited about sense. that. Apparently, <laughs> I'm allergic to dogs. <laughs> I don't know. She's just great. I just love it. She just does whatever she wants. You know, it's really cool. It's really inspiring. That's awesome. I I, and I love I love when artists do that. Like I feel like you're kind of the same way. Where you're you know obviously you've got the uh, multicolored hair you got the you know i i've always thought that you've had the look you know with with your brand you know you the album art for this song just by the way is absolutely incredible um thank you i wonder if i could uh i was gonna see if i can screen share it but i don't know what how to do that so <laughs> i'll edit it in the video for anyone who's watching this I'll, you'll edit the the uh you'll, you'll be able to see it on the edit um so you know, I, I guess, you know, my question about that is I, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen you without like some sort of purple hair. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time we did this in did an interview, if you had normal hair or if you had, I was blonde. You're, were you blonde? I was blonde before. Yeah. For heartbeat. I was blonde. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So why, why, why did you go with the, you know, the crazy colors, especially now, like you, you not only are you like, you know, purple haired, you have like yellow or orange and orange yeah and pink and pink yeah you gotta do some green in there at some point i might i might my dad would for sure disown me by then <laughs> i'm just trying to see how far i can go before he disowns me before he cuts you out of the will <laughs> put that on record um so i went purple in february of 2021 because um i was i mean we were all just like locked up inside i was bored af and I was having a little bit of a uh, quarter life crisis and I had just broken up with my boyfriend who love me or leave me is about actually. And um, I was just like, you know what? I've been thinking about it for a while. Now's the time I was going to do a purple balayage. I was going to be sensible. I was going to go blonde just to lavender. A purple like, what? It's called a balayage Ruben. A bolio. That, that's, that's, a, that's a type. <laughs> that's a roll. That's a piece of bread. How's that? Balayage. Don't worry about it. Okay. It was going to be blonde and then it was going to fade down into purple. It was going to look very pretty. And then I was like, but actually, can you do it up higher so that, you know, so that it, it can grow out and like I'll, I'll have more time in between needing to go to the salon. She's like, yeah, sure. She did it all the way up to the roots. And then I was like, oh, I love this. It was just all purple and it was darker than I thought. And then I was just obsessed with it. And then when I got my hair done again, we went even darker and then we put little pink in it. And I was like, let's keep going, man. This is great. So then right before I shot um, the music video for Love Me or Leave Me, I was just like, I feel like I need orange. I don't know. So I kept the pink and the purple, just added the orange. I love it. And had a lot of fun with it. And I just, I guess the reason I do it is because it's just fun. I just love expressing myself that way. Um, it just feels like my personality. I want people to know up front, like, I've got this going on inside my head. Got lots of colors. Well, that and, was that um, was what I kind of thought. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I kind of thought yeah. that, that was like, you know, 
your way of expressing that like you're a creative person you know mm -hmm. and in case anyone was wondering you know i i think you know the fact that you release music is 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 you know evidence enough but the hair totally adds to it and mm -hmm. i love it yeah it was it was definitely an image choice as well like i personally just love it but also i was like what if i just switched all of my social media stuff and my logo and stuff all over to purple and i did and i just fell in love with it so i'm gonna have purple hair or some sort of purple in my hair for the foreseeable future for sure it's just fun why not yeah I'm that's, young. Why, yeah <laughs> why not you're 22 you know so why, why not i wish <laughs> 26 I wish I was 26 again, man. I'm officially over the hill, guys. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of people who are in their 50s who would be offended by that that, <laughs> that, that comment. In the music industry, though. In the music industry, I'm an old lady. Not, or I'm getting there. I mean, maybe, maybe for pop, maybe. But, you know, if you look at everywhere else, you know, women, you know, do stuff in the later no, that's years. No, that's, that's absolutely true, yeah. I've just heard people tell me that and it's been kind of discouraging, <laughs> but you know, listen, if trying, you were, you know, haters, if you were trying to, off. if you were trying to have a career in like fashion modeling, yeah, I'd be like, dude, you, you retire at 22 at that, you know, in that field. But when music, nah, you, you, dude, Dolly Parton's still doing it. And she's like 94. Yep. You know, hey, I'm not, Ruben. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know what I just realized? What happened? You're not coming through my headphones at all. I'm listening to you through the speakers. <laughs> Does it sound okay, though? Yeah, it sounds like, fine. Where are you this far? Yeah, I haven't. Well, I can't take them off now. No, you had to keep them on. Yeah, I mean, we're leaving Wait, all this. We're hurting my ears. We're, we're leaving all this in. God dang it. Just, That's just, funny. Just adding another. Like, it doesn't feel right. How come when I move, I can hear it? Oh, yeah. So again, ladies and Ooh, gentlemen, I, I'm leaving this all in. I'm not going to edit any of this out. And then it's just it proven, is. you know, the talent just shows up, you know, it's been a very it's all blonde underneath all this still <laughs> still blonde. A hey, Keep down. listen, no matter how much you, you dye your hair, you know, you, you can take the blonde out of the girl, but you can't take the girl out. No, no other way. Other you, way. You can take the blonde out of the hair, but you can't take the you can you can change the Yeah. Yeah. I'm too far on this. Yourself. I have to You're keep going. <laughs> you can <laughs> don't fail now. You can take you can take the blonde out of the hair, but you can't take the mm -hmm. hair out of the girl. No. Nope, that just sounds wrong. Um <laughs> We get it. We I think we get it. You can take the blonde out of the girl, but you can't no. <laughs> girl out of the See now you had me confused. I'm just confused in general now. I'm, who's blonde here? <laughs> <laughs> you can take the blonde out of the hair, but you can't take the blonde out of the girl. That's what I'm sticking to. Yeah, that works. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the, the headphone situation. Okay. No, hey. I, I, if you hadn't mentioned anything, I wouldn't have known. So I blame you for my complete meltdown I just had two seconds ago. And I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> leaving it all in. I don't want to edit this. Uh, <laughs> Hey, are you hey. watching? Are you watching anything on uh, streaming? Are you streaming anything good? Watching anything good? Are you too busy for TV? Usually, yes. Okay. Um, but I have been watching the new season of Love Is Blind because it's really interesting, but also terrible. It's trash TV. You know, when I watch TV, I kind of just wanna. I don't want it to suck me in too much. I don't want to be super involved in a show. 
because uh, like I, I need to go to bed, you know? So I want something that I can easily turn off. But also it's just like it o- occupies my eyes and my brain for a little bit to kind of unwind me. And that's Love is Blind does that. It's What's pretty, good? pretty terrible stuff. Have you seen it? I try to avoid it. Yeah, it's it's something else, man. It's really something else. People people are crazy. Well, but I mean, let's just let's just say I'm going to say this one one thing here. Somebody was telling me about the last season of The Bachelor where the guy slept with a girl and then like eliminated her like the next week or something. Yikes. And I'm just like we're 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 a society that like showcases and like makes that thing a reality and i'm just like yeah. i want nothing to do with it you know i know it's just it's terrible it i mean and it's bad both ways too you know like i feel like i feel like whether it's 24 guys fighting for a girl or 24 girls fighting for a guy i'm like it just sends really the wrong weird. messages i i just i don't like it uh, that's just me yeah. personally but no i agree and like <laughs> i remember <laughs> i told my my therapist like that I, something about love is blind. And he was just like, ugh. he like rolled his eyes. I was like, what? He's like, I just don't like that show. I was like, why? He's like, cause it gives the wrong, um, it just, it sends the wrong message of like, that's what love is. Um, yeah. and that's what love is about. That's what marriage is about. And I was like, well, yeah, I know it's not real and stuff like that. And, but in reality, we can say that it's not real and we don't really care and all that stuff, but it is like, it does kind of slowly seep into our subconscious um, well, of just, like, oh, ask, this is what it should be like. I'll ask you this. Wouldn't you feel honored if 25 men were fighting over your heart? I'd be a little weirded out. <laughs> I'd be like, to me, that's just, that just doesn't seem likely. First yeah, off. Yeah. I, I mean, it's and so- it's just strange. It's just super strange. Also, like, I could never be the Bachelorette. Ne- because, like, I can't, I can barely find one guy to be like, she's got a good personality. For 25 men to be like, she seems chill is super unlikely because I'm, I do have good personality, but I'm, it's not chill. It's not a chill personality. It's really not. I'll be the first to admit that. And, uh, this would be there's I wouldn't get through five minutes of being on that show. I would meet each guy and they would be like, yeah, that's a yikes for me, dog. They'd be like, can we eliminate ourselves? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, can we do the next season? Can you just roll roll that over? You know, the, the thing that I find hilarious is like it'd be one thing if like there were two or three guys that were interested in you or two or three girls that were interested in a guy like naturally like like did you watch The Office? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when Dwight and Andy were I'm fighting, an American, Ruben. Of course I watched The Office. Listen, it took me 10 years to watch The Office after it went off the air, or however long it was. I didn't I didn't watch The Office until 2020, okay? That's how bad 2020 Whoa! was. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought I... Careful who you say I, that to. What? Careful who you say that to. Oh, no, it, I will tell people straight up. I thought, it, I thought it was trash TV for the longest time, and then I, then I got into it. Um, and I've it's watched... So- I've watched it like 27 times since. So, um, 
But, you know, when Andy and, and, and Dwight were fighting over Angela, like, that makes sense. Two guys could be fighting over one woman, you know. But what doesn't make sense to me with these Bachelor and Bachelorette shows is, like, it's not, like, 25 guys who find this girl attractive and want to, like, hang out with her. It's 25 guys who auditioned to be on a television show. Yeah. And now, like, whether or not the personalities mesh, they're trying to go after this girl. There's a reason why not one couple from these shows have actually had a successful marriage. Is that true? I haven't looked into it. I think most of them end up breaking up before they get married. And for sure, I think it's 100% divorce rate. I, I'm, yeah, because it's freaking weird. Yeah, It's I'm, super, super weird. It just goes against the laws of of everything. I don't know. I mean, you, you already like have a really hard time holding marriages together as it is, the way that people meet others organically. And then you try to put reality TV into the mix, and it's just a, it's a nightmare. No, thank you. So let me let me ask you this. Uh, completely off topic. This is the. Uh, by the way, I usually transition into the. Hey, this is the part where our audience gets to know you a little bit. I just started asking questions. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah, there was a transition that was supposed to happen at some point. I never did it. Uh, in my head, I flipped the switch, just not not verbally. Um, you know, what's what's one thing that you think people would be surprised to learn about how you prepare for a show? You know, I think. Every artist is different. You know, some artists have, you know, a prayer circles. Some do some weird chant. Mm -hmm. You know, some take shots. Uh, how do you prep for, for a show or for a set? That's a good question. I, it's changed a lot over the years. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should have, like, some sort of ritual or something. I don't feel like I really have anything. Like, I just... I just, you know, make sure I go potty right beforehand so I don't pee my pants on stage. That's, like, step one. Um, step two would be... It's really, that's the main thing, I'd say. <laughs> um, make sure I have some water on stage. <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated. I try not to drink when I sing um, because... I'm already like really awkward and weird as it is. And, and you get a little bit of tequila in me and it's just nobody wants that. So, so I pretty much stay sober during my shows. Ne next time I see you, I'm buying us a shot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, jams and open mics are one thing, Yeah. Um, okay. but, and Carrie, don't get me started on karaoke night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't drink alcohol kids. Um, There's no kids who listen yeah. to this. <laughs> yeah, for the for my shows, I don't do that. So not really. Like me and my band, we recently started doing this thing where we like we do a little huddle, you know, like they do in the in the movies and stuff, and um, we say a little a, a little chant. I can't tell you because it's uh, it's an inside joke and really wouldn't make any sense. So we just kind of do that, and then we get up on stage and we do our thing. Nice. So I don't know. Nice. That's giving me something to think about, though. Maybe I should think about that for, like, when we go on tour and stuff. I'm going to quiz you next time you're on the podcast. I'm going to be like, hey, so what have you developed? Yeah. Well, I've been I've been trying to, for sure, warm up better. I got really lazy at that for a while. So I do my I like to do my vocal warm-ups, like, in the shower, because, like, killing two birds with one stone kind of thing, because I don't have to waste time. Yeah, and, well, and uh, I figure with the, the warmth of the water and the steam will help open the up steam, your It does help, yeah, know. for sure. And then I've been, I've been um, helping my... Uh, bass player and my drummer they do backup vocals for me so I've been helping them like um, a little bit with their backup vocals and so sometimes we'll do warm ups together 
So when I go when I go to Austin, can I play a triangle on on one of your songs? Absolutely, I would be honored. I don't own a triangle. We'll get you one. We'll find one. Cow. Oh, we have cowbell. Oh, perfect. Even better. There you go. I can't keep anything on beat. But she didn't see that one coming. I, I didn't I, even plan that. I was actually was surprised right that you did it. I was. I. I, I just. <laughs> I thought you were just going to hold More it up. More cowbell, Ruben. More cowbell. <laughs> How's your moment? More cowbell. Go for it. <laughs> Good. I'm up on the big screen now. Quality content. Call it quality content. Frick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, obviously, there's something in our drinks today, uh, right now, because this has gone off the deep end, and I love every minute of it. Uh, The song is called Love Me or Leave Me. It's out Friday. Go to Spotify or Apple Music and uh, save it. Do you have something to say? Yeah. Go for it. Do you know about my music video? I know that a music video is coming out, but you didn't tell me when it's coming out. So yeah, you didn't ask me. Okay. Do you want me? Do you want me to do my job and ask you a damn question? <laughs> yeah. Do your job, Oprah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! What kind of interviewer are you? <laughs> I'm not You're Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ruthie, tell me about your music video you got coming oh, out. Thanks for asking, Ruben. This is so yeah. organic. <laughs> Um, it's coming out April 9th. So, sorry, the door was opened. Um, it's coming out April 9th. So a week after the song releases, I'm so excited. I've put like all of my heart and blood, sweat and tears and also a lot of money. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, into this music video. Um, and it's just it's the best thing I've created so far, hands down. It's it the, I'm most proud of it. It's finished, yeah. Can you send it to me? Or are you going to make me wait? Ooh, that's a toughie. Wow. That's a toughie. Well, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to... Is I'm, it necessary for the podcast? What do you think? Should I, I send it I to mean, you? it is necessary, but I also think I'm your biggest fan because I think I'm one of the few people in the world who have the official... True, I sent you that. Yeah, I can't get my camera to focus on it for some. It's a Ruthie Craft sticker, um, and uh, I'm gonna put it on my laptop eventually. But uh, I'm just saying, uh, the song's great. I, I I personally endorse it. I think it's a fantastic song uh, for anybody who takes my endorsement seriously, which is like two people. Um, so you'll get at least two downloads from from this. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the, on this podcast. Um, do me a favor. Tell people where they can find you on the uh, the social medias. Um, Instagram, just Ruthie Craft. Uh, Facebook, all the things. My name is Ruthie Craft. That's Craft with a C, not Craft with a K, like the mac and cheese. It's Craft like the arts and crafts. So, oh, that yeah, makes I much mean, more I'm sense a- now. <sighs> Anyways, I'm on all the things, all the places. Um, yeah, give me a follow and, um, you know, you'll, you'll see what I'm up to next. Uh, follow me on TikTok and all those things. I'll have more songs coming out and keep your eyes peeled for that music video. I seriously, I'm, it's, I'm more proud of it than anything I've, I've done so far. So I'm really excited for that. Y'all, if you're listening to this right now, um, 
it, the music video will be up on multimediamouth.com after the release, unless Ruthie gives me an exclusive. We'll talk about that later, but, um, you know, it'll be up eventually on the, on the website. If you happen to forget and be stumbling on the website, it will be up because we are covering the song. We, we are pushing it to the moon, just like the doji coin. Doji. Isn't it's that, definitely doge. I think it's pronounced doggy and no one actually knows because it's a picture of a dog. Is is that what you think? That is, is that your? That's my hypothesis. hypothesis. Okay. Hypothesis. Well, you synopsis. That's my, that's my synopsis. Pretty sure it's Doge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm no don't. expert though. <laughs> don't ask me what an NFT is. My brain will explode. I have no idea. <laughs> Remind me when we're done recording to tell you what Slash thinks an NFT means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ruthie Craft, go and download the song. Go watch the music video in a week. On a week and a half from this podcast, this this has been a fun train wreck, and I love every minute. Of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's no. all my fault. No, no, I'm talking about stuff that I did. You know, I, I I messed up a very common phrase and completely tripped over my words for about ten minutes there. Um, I think it was a good time. Oh, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. Uh, we'll be back in just a second, Ruthie. Don't go anywhere. I need you to record something in a second. All right, that was my conversation with Ruthie Kraft. I really enjoyed having her on the show. There was a little technical difficulty, so if at any point uh, the audio sounded weird or whatever, that, that's the reason why. But thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you know, I would be not doing my job. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't talk about the elephant in the room, and that is that you haven't had head over. You have not gone over to dollarinthedry.com to sign up. Three dollars, three dollars a month uh, will get you early and ad-free access to this podcast. And of course, multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. Click on the banner there and do your shopping. It helps the show out quite a bit. A lot of you don't realize how much it actually helps the show out, um, and I really appreciate every one of you who have done that before. Um, so. Like I said, I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't talking about the elephant in the room. And that is my thoughts on what happened at the Oscars this last weekend. Because, you know, honestly, honestly, I don't watch the Oscars. I don't know. I honestly don't know anybody who is under the age of like 45 who watches the Oscars. And really, even people who are 45 and older, they don't watch the Oscars. They'll watch the highlights. They'll watch, you know, um, clips here and there, but they, they don't sit down and they don't watch the 17 hour broadcast of the Oscars. And this year was no different. Uh, while the ratings stayed pretty much the same as last year, the only thing that people saw at the Oscars was the, the boxing match that happened sometime in the middle. I don't know when exactly this, this happened because I wasn't watching the show, but I watched the clips and I have my thoughts. And I think you, have your thoughts and i want to hear your thoughts over on instagram and twitter at the ruben j let me know what your thoughts are on this particular matter because i'm a curious guy and i want to know what your thoughts are because i think it's important for us to have this conversation so the moment everyone's talking about at the oscars of course is uh chris rock is up on stage he is presenting the oscar for i believe best documentary I'm not sure, to be honest. And he made a joke. Uh, he made a couple jokes, actually. You know, he, he's doing a joke about how he really wants Will Smith to win this award in particular. And uh, he's talking about, uh, well, I'm just going to play the clip. I'm going to play the clip here because it's, it's quite funny, in my opinion. Lord, 
Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> so here's the thing you don't see, because you're listening to this, and the video version isn't going to see this either, just because I don't want it to be taken down, but uh, Jada Pickens-Smith, uh, she has a shaved head. Um, and if you don't know, if you didn't know prior to this incident, she suffers from alopecia, which I believe is just a hair condition. I'm not educated on it. Not going to make any comments on it. Um, she looks good in the dress that she's, she's in, but you know, if you don't know any better, he could just be making a joke about, uh, the fact that she's wearing a green dress, you know, and she does look like Demi Moore does in that particular movie poster. So I'm going to back it up just a little bit. And we're going to play it again. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> so Will Smith, is, Will Smith is laughing in this clip. He, he finds a joke funny. So <laughs> Jada Smith does not, though. She, she does not have a very happy look on her face. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> so Will Smith gets up and, and, and approaches uh, Chris Rock. Oh, and he slaps him. Slaps him right across the face. Will Smith. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit So he, he says, uh, oh, wow. Will Smith just slapped the S out of me. So let's. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. All right, so uh, Chris Rock then continues on with presenting the award. So... You know, there's a couple different takes that I have here. So, and and the, the take that I wrote on on social media is, is I believe this is a stunt. I really do. I, I, there's no way that this that if I were hey, if I were Chris Rock, okay, let me just tell you, let me tell you, if I were Chris Rock, okay, there is no way in hell that as a comedian I'm gonna go up there and make a joke and then just watch this giant dude walk up to me and just stand there and take a shot. You know, um, uh, you know, even to the fact where I wouldn't just stand, like, I would at least back up, uh, you know, if I were, you know, the look on Will's face could tell me one way or another what he's thinking, you know, there's a couple of different things that you can do, but none, not one thing did Chris Rock do. And he stood there and he took a slap, didn't put his hands up, didn't try to defend himself and then let Will Smith just walk away from it. Will Smith just walked away from a slap, which, by the way, wasn't a really big slap. But let me just tell you, if somebody came up across, came to, came to me, whether or not it was based off of a joke I made or a comment I made towards their significant other, if they slap me across the face, I am not just going to sit there and take it. I'm going to defend myself or at least attempt to. And that person is then going to have to knock me out or security is going to have to keep us apart. Hence why I believe this was all predetermined and staged. Second of all, um, I'm going to put myself in Will Smith's 
shoes here for a second. If somebody said something about my significant other that I found out of taste and in poor taste and was something that I felt need action needed to happen. First of all, I wouldn't go up to the person and then just slap them. I would go up to them and I would, I would square up to them and say, say it again, say it again, say it to my face. Now that I'm in your face, you know, and usually at that point, either it's going to escalate or it's going to uh, deescalate or people are going to get involved and make sure nothing else happens. Or second of all, I wouldn't go up there, slap them and then walk away. First of all, I wouldn't slap them. I'd probably punch them. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't just walk away. I would be like, come on, let's do something. You know, I'm not just going to slap them and walk away. Another reason why I think it's just a stunt. Now, the last thing that I want to say is I don't care if Will Smith was up for an Oscar or he was just in attendance. If I were the producers of that show or a producer of any show where something like that happened, I would immediately have security remove him from the building. I would have his membership revoked from the Academy uh, pending an investigation, and I would then turn around and make sure that that charges were pressed. That's just my take on that. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. Let's say let's say this is real. Let's say that this situation is real and Will Smith actually got upset and went and slapped Chris Rock across the face for real. Um, why are we not talking about his mental health at this point? Why are we not talking about his mental stability at this point? This man, like, let's be real. This man has been through a lot these last couple of years, a lot of public humiliation, you know, um, a lot of jokes about his wife sleeping around, uh, a lot of jokes about just his family in general. I mean, he's been through a lot. So one could easily say that his mental health may not be in check. And so I would hope that at some point the conversation shifts from whether it's a stunt or legit to let's get let's get him checked out he might need some help so all of a sudden after this incident has happened the Oscars for the first time in years is relevant again. And for the first time in years, people care about what happened at the Oscars, even if it has absolutely nothing to do with the movies that were up to actually win an award. Other than the fact that Will Smith won an Oscar about 15, 20 minutes later. Now, now let's be clear. Will Smith has since apologized and Chris Rock has not pressed charges. So whether it's a stunt or not, I don't know. I just hope that both men have their mental health checked out and are able to come to terms with whatever it is that went down. So with that and all, my name is Ruben J. You're listening to On Air with Ruben J. And I am out of time. I'll see you guys next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.